Welcome to the Natural Physique Podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development, drawn from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests. This podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Natural Physique Podcast. For those who have been following my journey, you'll know I have just finished competing at the WMBF UAE show over the weekend and what a show it was. I had my coach Vaughn over and my friend Tom who also works with Vaughn and then my mum, my dad and my girlfriend came out. So I had some support team and honestly I was just blown away by Dubai. I went out having sort of low expectations of the place. I thought it was just going to be one of these sort of cliche influencers, uh, influencer type places. But honestly, like I was just blown away with the city, the buildings, um, the environment, the going to the gyms, like the atmosphere in the gyms. It was buzzing, like compared to anything here in, in Scotland. Um, it just kind of blew it out of the park. And the service was incredible. People were incredibly friendly, incredibly um, kind and caring, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, just what a place. So um, that is today's episode. It's going to be a recap of the show, the peak leading into the show and everything post-show and my reflections. So we flew out on Tuesday of last week. It was sort of midday when we flew out and we arrived extremely early on Wednesday morning, about three o'clock in the morning. Um, and the first thing that hit me was the the heat as we arrived to Dubai. We got at the airport. I, I thought, oh, it's going to be quite hot, but I didn't realize how hot it was going to be. Walked out and it was like 34 degrees at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, almost unheard of, like it just doesn't get cool in that place in August. Um, so one thing is, if you do want to visit Dubai, I wouldn't recommend visiting it, visiting it in the middle of August. I would go in the sort of cooler season, which I think is December through to February is probably the most ideal time to go. Um, but it was absolutely roasting, um, you know, standing out in that heat for 10 minutes and you're dripping in sweat. Um, so luckily enough, we managed to get a taxi pretty quickly back to our accommodation. Few annoying things with accommodation. I mean, the apartment itself was absolutely stunning, but um, we arrived and it was kind of like they got the place ready in a rush. Um, there was a lot of like the towels weren't on like neatly folded on the bed. They were kind of like hanging out in the balcony, drying still. Um, just like attention to detail with some of the cleaning wasn't quite there and they forgot the key card for the gym or they hadn't left the key card for the gym which they said they they would do um, and obviously I needed a gym uh, needed the gym to train at uh, because I had sort of two pump sessions to to do before stepping on stage so that was a huge inconvenience I'll go into that in a sec how we managed to work around that and then one of the showers wasn't working which was a bit annoying because me and my girlfriend had to go into my parents ensuite to shower so again just just annoying little things with the with the apartment but um, overall it was really nice and the view from the apartment made up for those kind of small things so arriving on Wednesday um, 
we went straight to bed and then I woke up on Wednesday morning. I had just a light pump session to do on the Wednesday and the Thursday. So I really needed access to that gym. Um, what we ended up doing is I just went down to the gym and spoke to the person at front desk and luckily enough they kind of allowed me just to go in without the card. Um, so I managed to get in and do a quick sort of delts and arm session, um, which was good. Um, the gym was quite nice, it had everything I needed to do for just a quick pump. Um, and then I had a polygraph test on the Wednesday, um, which... I was anxious about, I don't know why, like I always just get anxious about these tests where not my sort of reaction is going to spike something and that would cause me to fail, even though I know I, I'm fully natty, I haven't taken any steroids in my life, um, I haven't even tried any sort of fat burners or anything um, other than Yohimbine, um, it always kind of gets you a little bit anxious. So I was a little bit anxious about the test. Um, but luckily enough, as, uh, as I knew anyway, there wasn't anything to worry about, um, passed the test um, and then came back home in the sort of evening and that's when I did the pump session actually, it was more towards the evening. Um, got a big food shop, uh, for those who don't know Dubai, it is a super expensive place. I imagine with the sort of the no, you're not paying any tax, everything else is like the marker and everything else has just moved all the way up. So. A shop which would probably normally cost me about 40 quid back home in the UK ended up costing me about 80 pounds and that was for the two days of loading so I needed loads of carbohydrate sources, potatoes, rice cakes, rice, jam, um, oats, you name it. Um, so I had to go out and get a shop. Luckily enough there was a reasonable sized supermarket nearby. It was about a 5-10 minute walk away and me and my girlfriend braved that walk in the heat um, and got our got myself organized for the next few days. So coming into Thursday, it was the sort of first day of our load. So we'd been running baseline on the Wednesday. Now the baseline for me wasn't my like true baseline, like the lowest calories I'd got to all prep because we actually reversed into the show. So two weeks out, we started sort of dropping off cardio and started slowly increasing calories. So my calories were at quite a good place probably on that day, on the training day, about 2,500 calories. Um, and then the load we went for on the Thursday was 850 grams of carbs, a little bit reduced on the protein and a little bit higher on fats than my normal baseline. Um, and that worked really well. Now what we noticed, there's a few things we had to take into consideration with doing a show abroad and traveling. This might be quite useful for any of you guys listening who, who have a show abroad. So number one, there's gonna be some sort of water retention from the flight. So I would never like arrive at your place and then be competing the next day because you're gonna get some wa water retention carryover and it's gonna like worsen the look basically. Um, so I'd always make sure you arrive in plenty of time so that you, you have that water like drop off. And for some people it might come on like slightly later, there might be a slightly delayed response. So that was the case for me because when I checked in with my coach when I arrived, I looked super sharp. And then a day later, I looked really watery as we were loading. Um, that kind of came on the water retention from the flight and obviously increased carbohydrate intake as well. I looked super watery. 
Other things to note was um, normally when loading, I would have around eight liters of water back in the UK, but because of the heat in Dubai, I had to go all the way to nine to 10 liters of water. I wasn't spending a lot of time in the heat, um, but generally I was, my like body temperature was elevated a bit more. I was sweating a little bit more as well. So we went high in the water and also with that, um, with loading carbohydrates, you do want to bring in more water to, to deliver those carbohydrates to the muscle. Um, and also we went a touch higher in the salt alongside that as well. So instead of going for uh, nine grams, we went all the way up to sort of uh, 10 grams of salt as well. So there was an increase in my water, increase in my, sorry, 10 grams, we went to 12 grams salt. So an increase in water, increase on salt, and going into the second day, we were tapering slightly down. Now, this peak strategy is what worked for me, right? We trialed this previously earlier on, um, as I was probably just before I was about to reverse, as I was lean enough to try it. Um, and that's what worked for me, rather than having like the two sort of high days and then a moderate or like a more moderate day and then show day, we just kind of done a high day, a taper, slight taper down and then just going into the show because We've known from the past, like competing in men's physique, I'm always on later in the day. So normally what happens is I'll wake up on the morning of show day being a little bit flatter and then just kind of eat up into the show. And with that moderate day we've tried in the past, I just kind of really flatten out on the morning and really have to feed up. So um, this was the strategy we went for. And let me tell you, it worked really well for me. And um, the most important thing with this was the reverse, like because we had reduced inflammation and fatigue. So there was already all that sort of water weight was off. Um, some people would go for like more of a linear approach, but I would probably do that approach if you weren't coming out of a, um, a reverse. So you were kind of, you know, you were digging all the way up until peak week and then you would slowly start to taper things off like cardio and slowly increment carbohydrates up until show day. That would be what we call like a linear peak. Um, but we just did the sort of two days back to back. The first day was very much kind of reducing a tiny bit of inflammation and not properly filling. And the second day was just making sure it completely like the muscle was completely full. Um, and that worked well. And then Saturday morning, um, I basically woke up and my coach had, had arrived on the Friday. So he was kind of traveling back and forth to my hotel. I had my tan on the Friday as well. So I checked in with him after after the tan and he was saying, yeah, you're looking good. I was looking sharper and sharper as the day went on, got to night and I felt I'm, I'm pretty full. Like psychologically you'll get this as a competitor. Like you feel like you are losing some of the tightness or you feel like you're not as lean when you're loading carbohydrates. But if you have a second eye, they can tell you that yes, you are lean. So psychologically in the evening of Friday, my coach, uh, I was like, I didn't want to eat more, but my coach was like, you can get away with eating a little bit more um, because I think you're going to wake up a tiny bit flat. So um, basically there was like three cookies on uh, on the kitchen uh, counter and he was just like, have these three cookies and go to bed. So I did that, went to bed and woke up um, looking bang on the money. So went over to my coach's Airbnb again and he was like, you're spot on. We just need to sort of maintain this as the day goes through, as we start adding in a little bit of carbs, you are just gonna to continue to sharpen up. Um, 
because I was like, I was, I would say I was pretty much like bursting full and looking really like on the money. Um, we did decide to just keep it in like a natural diuretic on show day, which just kept things crispy, I would say, like just kept that look looking quite sharp um, and, and looking full at the same time. Um, so we'd make sure plenty of water went in, sodium at every single meal. So it was like a litre of water at every single meal, um, about two to three grams of salt every meal, um, right the way up until show day and then, uh, sorry, right up until show time. And we we're making sure like there's a serving of the natural diuretic peat max we used in every single meal. Um, and then it was around about probably 11 o'clock when we got to the venue and that was sort of the start of the show. I got a couple of extra top coats because any time I've competed at a show and gone for a tan, I've only gone for the two coats and I just don't think it's dark enough to do me justice. I'm someone with really sort of pale, fair skin and I, I just look so much better on stage when I'm a bit darker. So I learned that from uh, the worlds to go a bit darker. So I asked for an extra top coat and I think the tan was absolutely spot on um, and looked really good. But at the venue, I checked him with Vaughn around after I got that second coat of tan and he showed me the photos and I just, I just couldn't believe that was the way I was looking. It's honestly the best I've looked. Really full chest, really full delts and just, I was just super confident at that point, just like seeing my look. Um, the night before, I had, uh, I, I kind of knew there was of one guy competing in my category, in my height category. Um, in the past, that would have really let me, would have really thrown me off. But this time around, um, it kind of set me a little bit off. But like, I quickly came around and realized, well, I'm bringing my best and that's all I can do. And I'm just listening to my own advice as a coach. And it really worked. And I didn't bother kind of going on the social media. A lot of people do that. I've given you that piece of advice before and never go on social media and look at anyone else. So I was, it was just the most confident I've been sort of going into the show. What also really helped was um, some mindset coaching with a good family friend called Susan. And I'm gonna try and get Susan on the podcast, but she did performance visualization with me, which really helped. Um, and I was just sitting in my own zone, listening to my music, and that just really helped to relax me and settle me. But another big difference was actually having my support team there, having Vaughn, having my mate Tom, my girlfriend, my parents, just massively helped and it was just night and day compared to the WMBF Worlds in 2021 where I felt a bit stressed and was getting this compare, comparitis is what Susan calls it, um, comparing myself to other people, which really wasn't the case this time. I was just really confident with the package and look I was gonna to bring to stage. So anyway, as the day went on, we sort of, the first sort of couple of meals of the day was around 130 grams of carbs. So we had two meals of that, one around half six, seven o'clock, another one around um, 11 o'clock. And then um, we sort of tapered that down as we went to show to just tighten up a little bit, make sure the midsection was tight. Um, so we went slightly less the next one, it was about 100 grams of carbs and then slightly less again, I think about 50 to 60 grams in that final meal before stepping on stage. 
Um, still keeping water coming in, still keeping a litre water of every meal. So before going on stage, I had about four litres of water. Um, and stepping on stage was around about half four in the afternoon, a little bit later than we thought. So we did have to add in that extra meal. Um, originally, I think it was meant, I was meant to be on about quarter past three. Um, but I stepped on stage and again, really confident, just the most confident I've ever felt on stage. Um, and I think another big part was the posing. I felt really confident in my posing. Um, shout out to Kez if he's listening to that because he really helped um, to sort a lot of my posing out. There's still little tweaks I need to work on. I'm gonna get a, a session with Kez and, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but went on, they put me center stage pretty much straight away, um, held center stage for the majority of t the time until the final call out when they called another guy to come out first. Now, I, w I really wasn't too worried, like this, I hope this doesn't come across too cocky, but I really wasn't too worried about the other guy, like I'd seen him before and I knew I was bigger than him up top, more muscular and, and was equal to him on condition. Um, so I really wasn't too worried. So he came out first and I thought it was just to kind of give him or to create a little bit of drama more, more than anything. Because in my head, I'd, I'd kind of won. And I guess that was a learning curve, like never think that when you're on stage, always continue to battle because maybe, maybe I relaxed a little bit towards the end and maybe that showed a touch in my posing as well. So never relax, always be continuing to work when you're on the stage. Um, anyway, he was called out in that final call out for the last like two minutes, he was called out first, I was called out second. Um, and I, then at that point, I kind of knew it was between me and the other guy. Um, so went off stage, still really confident. My coach came through, he said, I think you've won that. Um, obviously he mentioned the other guy coming out, but he said, I reckon that's just to create a little bit of drama to, to make it look competitive. Um, so it was like a pre-judging. We didn't get our award straight away. We went off stage, had to wait around half an hour for the rest of the men's physique categories to, to finish off. And then um, I was sent back on stage for the awards. Um, at this point, I was, I was a little bit nervous, but I, I thought in my head that, yeah, I've definitely secured this. Third place was called out. Um, and then when I heard my name in second place, I was like, a touch, like I didn't know how to quite process it. Obviously I went there to, for the win. Um, I, was a, there's a, a mix of emotions at that point. Like I was over the moon because I was like, I've got second place, that is still really good. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I thought I'd won. Um, so yeah, got the sort of second place and then um, went off stage. A little, little bit deflated, not gonna lie, but you have to hold your head, head you have to hold your head high in these sort of circumstances and you have to be a good sport. Like I've grown up with um, playing a lot of team sports and playing tennis and something that's been taught to me from a young age is being a good sport and a good sportsman. So, you know, made sure I shook the winner's hand, made sure I was um, keeping my head up and just being generally positive coming off the stage and not kicking up a fuss and uh, sort of being immature or anything um, so I'd, I came off spoke to my coach and uh, he was like just hard lines there um, I think it's just the look they favoured and 
Um, yeah, we, we, I took a look at some of the photos they'd taken and really all it came down to was just a certain look the judges were looking for. Unfortunately, I had just a bit of a blockier waist compared to the other guys. Although I had the muscle and, and probably equally the same amount of condition to, to carry me, um, the, the guy who won just had a really tiny waist, a really nice taper. And I had a quick look at my posing. Again, I haven't seen the stage shots yet, so I can't comment too much. But from the sort of photos that I saw, I was like, I wasn't showing my taper as much. Now, one thing that threw me off a little bit was um, I'd been kind of posing with a slight twist, but I didn't think it was too exaggerated. And later on, I actually trained with one of the judges and he said, no, you were, you're absolutely fine. Um, but the, the head judge mentioned, like, make sure your hips are face on. And although I was probably in the allowance, I immediately thought, right, I better square my hips off. And I think that just kind of altered my front pose. I was happy with the other poses. My side pose looked great. My back pose, my flow was spot on, but it was just that front pose that kind of didn't have quite as much of a taper, like you can really see my, my kind of blocky waist in that. Um, even though I don't have a huge, huge blocky waist, but it looked pretty big compared to others, and just not opening the lats as much, I was kind of crunching down on my abs a little bit, and that kind of lot made me lose a little bit of my flair from my lats. So I noticed that, and that's something I'm gonna carry on into the other shows, but what another bit of um, feedback I got from Andy, who, who has been on the podcast, he was the head judge. Um, he said, if you just come in with a touch more conditioning, you'll be sort of, you know, challenging these guys and um, beating these guys. So that is exactly what I'm gonna do for the next show is come in a touch sharper and I won't let anyone beat me on condition because that's something completely within my control. Um, obviously I can't, physically make my waist any smaller without if I lose a little bit will come in but I can't change my bone structure so um but I can, the things I do have control over is coming in a bit tighter and coming in uh, and then working on the posing to really uh, accentuate the the V taper so that's exactly what I'm going to do and I've started working that on that already just making sure I really highlight that the, the next show is the UK DFBA qualifier, the Heart of England, and they allow for a little bit more twist in the hips. So I'm really going to play on that going into that show. And then for the WMBF Supernaturals on the 22nd of October, um, I've got a plan for my front pose just to, to kind of make that taper look spot on. And we will be coming in at my sharpest at that show. Um, I will be fighting for it. I really will, guys. Like, I came second. Um, so again, I'm incredibly proud of the package I brought. It was the best to date, um, but I did just fall a little bit short of my goal. So I will be bringing in an, an even improved package um, in the following weeks, and I'm excited to bring that. I've never been this focused in my life during a prep. Like, um, you know, normally about this stage, I get quite food focused, but that is not there. It's just all eyes on performing at my best which is just super exciting like um going into these next few shows um but yeah it was some experience like in terms of changes to anything it's probably just the only changes i would literally make is coming in a bit sharper in the posing the peak was spot on for me um and the next few weeks what we're going to do is come down to about 82 kilos and um, so 
that is about my stage weight in 2021. Obviously, I'll have a little bit more muscle this time, so it's going to look even better. Um, and then we will sort of reverse out again. So we're going to do that for the next seven to nine days. And then we're going to reverse out into the heart of England, um, which is the qualifier event for the UK DFB British finals. And hopefully we'll get a place um, at the finals um, because I'm really excited about doing that show. That was one I did in 2021. Um, but yeah, um, overall, just an amazing time. Um, post-show, I guess I'll go into a little bit on post-show and kind of what to do as well. Like post-show, I decided I'm just going to take a few days off and, and almost have a little bit of a diet break, uh, although I was pretty, pretty good with what I was eating. And I think some of this comes down to really experience and competing and kind of understanding my own fullness cues and hunger signals when it comes to food, um, having a good relationship with uh, nutrition and, and um, you know, uh, un understanding what my body needs. So um, after the show, we went for an Italian. I had just like a medium-sized pizza. Um, I had some fresh calamari. It was, it was actually really nice because it wasn't deep fried. It was just grilled sort of uh, squid which was really nice. And then I went home, I had a tiny bit of Ben and Jerry's and a Kinder Bueno bar. Um, and then I went to bed. And then the next morning we went for some pancakes at IHOP. Fortunately, that didn't digest too well. I think it might have been a, a cumulative effect of having the pizza and the pancakes. Um, so after that meal, stomach was a bit dodgy. Again, just be careful when you are eating sort of higher fat foods um, coming off the back of the show because your stomach's not going to be used to it. Um, so yeah, just make sure you, uh, I guess, are in close vicinity of a toilet um, and just be careful of that and don't go overboard. Listen to when you're full. I know your hormones are going to be out of whack, but um, you, you've been dieting for a long time. So you know like how much food makes you full. So un go back to that understand that the food isn't going anywhere the food's always going to be there um so i enjoyed some pancakes and then i didn't eat for the rest of that day i had like a coffee uh, and in the evening we went out for like a cruise which had a buffet and that was perfect because on the buffet there was like fresh foods like salads uh chicken um fish so i just had like a really high protein meal there um and yeah I, I pretty much just had that and then went home the following day was my sort of last uh, quote-unquote off day um and i uh, just had my normal sort of breakfast protein shake i actually went and trained that day with uh, charles from the wmbf uae uh, we had a great upper body session so i had my normal sort of i had a protein shake beforehand and i saved i was deliberately just having a smaller meal because i knew later on i was going to go and have a little bit more food and then post-workout I had my normal um, uh, shake and my cereal uh, and then we went to Top Golf, um, which was a lot of fun something I'm going to do a lot more of uh, during my off season is um, playing golf uh, because I really enjoy it and I'm actually not too bad at it um, so we went into the Top Golf golf range and I had a chicken salad there which was really really nice and I actually never had a chicken salad as good as that. So I had chicken salad there. 
Um, and then in the evening, I had a Shake Shack. That was one thing I really wanted to try when I was in Dubai. It is a like fast food place, but I've heard a lot of things about it. A little bit overhyped. I've had better burgers before, but it was it was quite nice. Um, and that was pretty much it. Uh, went back or came back to the UK on Wednesday. I was up 0.4 kilos over my all-time low this prep. So again, that just kind of shows I wasn't taking the piss. Um, and then back to it. So now I am back on the dig. We Calories are super low now. Um, on the training day, we're just a tiny bit over 2,000. And on rest days, a touch under 1,900 calories. So pretty low. Uh, cardio's at 45 minutes daily. And this is going to be our dig for the next seven to nine days to bring me to around about that 82 kilo mark. Um, and then we are going to reverse out and I will go through, I'm gonna go through an episode for each of the shows I do, so the next sort of show recap will be after the heart of England. But anyway guys, if it was your sort of first time competing, um, or if it's your first time competing, sorry, um, I hope you maybe got some value from this podcast, and maybe if you're traveling and going somewhere hot to compete, maybe you took some golden nuggets from this as well. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening. If you have any questions on my show day at all, um, or you are interested in competing, please drop me a message on Instagram and I will get back to you. Uh, but yeah, thanks once again. And thanks for all the support. Thanks for everyone who has messaged me and wished me luck in my show. Um, I will catch you in the next episode.